This week's Labyrinth Library podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash lablib. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and again, welcome to the Labyrinth Library podcast. How are you this week? I'm I'm great, actually. The weather has turned. It's, it's like spring has finally gotten here. Of course, by saying that, I've probably jinxed the whole process. And tomorrow it'll be freezing and frosty and snow. You know, that's just how it works. But otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm tired, though, because, uh, yeah, classes have started and I'm already exhausted after only a week. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I'm going to make it to Golden Week. Uh, when I got my vacation, it'll be, oh, I can't, I can't wait that long. I, but I have to, I have to. But I hope that you are well. Uh, today, of course, uh, this, this day that I'm recording, we did have some rather bad news. I woke up to see, uh, the bombing at the Boston Marathon and that was pretty, pretty horrible, honestly. And I have no real good message or, or, or words that haven't already been said somewhere a thousand times on the internet other than, uh, you know, be safe and, uh, be good to each other. And I hope that they, Find out who did this and take steps to see that it doesn't happen again. So uh, there's that. All right. What we're here to talk about today, of course, is is not that. We're here to talk about something a little lighter, a little nicer. As I told you last week, our book this week is about superheroes. It's not a story about superheroes. It's more a story about comic books and superheroes and the golden age of comic books and the when comic books came and, and really had their original heyday. And uh, it is fiction, but it feels like nonfiction. That's kind of what kind of book it is. And I did get a correct answer from a new answerer, I might add, from Matt in the UK, who was the first one to correctly guess that it is The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. So congratulations, Matt. You've, you, you beat the, the regular champions. Very good. So huzzah. Anyway, yes, it is The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon, or Chabon, Chabon, I think it is. Now, I have been, and you all know this by now, I have been a, a long-time reader of comic books. And ever since I was a kid, comic books have been there as part of my life, reliably giving me my costumed heroes and my world-beating wonders, storylines that wrap themselves up in a few issues or less. Uh, I could, and I, I still can, recite the secret origins and backstories for just hundreds of characters at the drop of a hat. And on a side note, The Boyfriend has kind of learn to be wary about asking me about comics. If I'm not careful and, and very, very succinct, he will just walk away while I'm still talking. You know, oh, and Ted Cord was the second Blue Beetle, but he was actually inspired by the first one, but he didn't have the scarab. And, and now the boyfriend's wandered off. So he has learned to be really careful. But yeah, I, I know all these things really, really well. This comics universe, it was just a place where I would gladly live, you know, assuming, of course, uh, that the powers and the physique came with living in that universe. What I didn't know anything about during those formative years, though, was the actual creators of those comics. It wasn't until I really started to pay attention that I noticed who the writers and the artists were. And names like uh, John Byrne and George Perez and Dick Giordano and John Ostrander and their colleagues really came to have some meaning for me as, as you know, people. And I was soon able to see a little bit better all the work that went into making comics and the art that doing so required. What took me longer to learn, though, even longer, I should say, was the history of comics and how all of these wonderful worlds came to be. 
The history of comic books, as it turns out, is a fascinating story, full of brilliant characters, amazing achievements, jaw-dropping betrayals, and vast shifts in cultural and literary characters and attitudes. Names like Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Jerry Siegel, Joe Shuster, these were not the names I grew up with, but they were the ones who made my childhood possible. So Michael Chabon has managed to give us a glimpse into that history through this book, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, a history of comic books uh, from a slightly different point of view. The titular characters are Joseph Cavalier and Sam Clay and their cousins from opposite ends of the world. Cavalier, a young Jew from Czechoslovakia, has escaped certain death at the hands of Nazis and come to America to seek his fortune. Sam Clay is a young man of great ambition but few means. Apart, they're lost and wandering, but together they become a force that changes culture as they know it. Armed with only a few ideas, some bravado, and a good helping of talent, Sam and Joseph break into the newborn world of superhero comic books, creating a character that catches the imagination of readers all over the country. Soon, the escapist, a master of the art of escapology, is popular enough to rival Superman and has the potential to make Sam and Joe very rich men. What follows is a complex interwoven dual biography as the team of Cavalier and Clay find fame, break up, find love, risk death, and eventually settle into something resembling happiness over the course of several decades. Along the way, the complicated and adventurous history of comic books is a constant in their lives, from the heady days of wartime superheroes to the dark era of Senate hearings and Frederick Wortham's crusade against the comics. As one might expect from Chabon, of course, it is a narrative that covers a lot of ground. It wanders and it moves about, going off into places the reader might not expect, from an Antarctic military base to a men's retreat on a posh Long Island estate. In that sense, you would think it would be really hard to pin down what this book is actually about. But really it isn't. It's about family and friendship. It's about art and creativity and risking everything for the one big chance at success. It's about facing your fears and accepting your choices. It's about so many very different things all at once. But what it's most about, I think, is it's about freedom. With the character of the escapist as the book's kind of central metaphor, we watch a cast of characters search for freedom. It might be political freedom as Joe tries to get his family out of Europe, or creative freedom as Sam looks for a way to make the ideas in his head into real things. It's freedom from the restraints of a publisher, from the responsibilities that come with being a friend and a partner. Everyone in this book is searching for freedom at one time or another, and those searches are neither easy nor short. There is a certain quality to Chabon's writing that I wish I could emulate, really, and the problem is that I can't say exactly what that quality is. Maybe it's the way he selects details that so perfectly illustrate a character. Perhaps it's turns of phrase that just linger in your mind, or these, these moments of really natural emotion that might have you smiling or worried, or if there's a little bit of dust in the room, maybe wondering where you put your handkerchief. The characters are, are vivid and real and interesting, as is the world they live in. His use of detail, his manipulation of both time and space through the use of flashback scenes, make the work great entertainment. It's not perfect, really. There are certain parts where the book slows down and you want the focus to return to one of the other characters to maybe examine a new question, but those moments of clear beauty, I think, really make it all worth it to me. What it all amounts to is a group of wonderful characters who are all looking to find a place where they can settle down and maybe stop escaping from themselves. So let me give you a quote. This is from Kornblum, who is the uh, sort of uh, mentor to young Cavalier. He's a 
famous magician and escape artist. And Kornblum says, Forget about what you are escaping from. Reserve your anxiety for what you are escaping to. Good advice to anybody escaping. And as always, if you go to audibletrial.com slash lablib, that is audibletrial.com slash lablib, you can sign up for a free trial membership with audible.com, and with that comes a free book download. If you wish, that free book download could be The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. They've got it, of course. And they have thousands and thousands of other books, so you could choose one of those too. So that is audibletrial.com slash lablib. Support the podcast, make everybody happy. Well done. Bravo. Superman would be proud of you if you did. Okay, next week. Next week is kind of a big week. Uh, two really kind of big things coming together. Number one, next week will be the final review of The Wheel of Time. Yes, it's finally come around. Those of you who've been listening on the podcast, you've had to wait for far less time than those of us who read the books. So count yourselves lucky. Uh, so yes, it is Wheel of Time time next week. And let's see, uh, let me give you a, a trivia question about the series. Uh, again, I don't want to give away too much about the last book, which, by the way, next week's podcast is going to be totally spoilerish, so keep that in mind. But I had this weird idea. Wheel of Time is huge. It's a very, very long production, a very, very long, long, long story. So here's the question. All right. If each word in the Wheel of Time series were a person... Okay, you following? Each word, we're a person. Which world city would it be? So we're looking at population figures. If each word in the series were a person, which world city would it be? Would it be A, Paris, France, B, Guangzhou, China, C, Ankara, Turkey, or D, Pyongyang, North Korea? Okay, tell me which one you think it is. If you do a little bit of searching, you can figure it out. Also next week will be, as I've mentioned before, it will be the the uh, the, ep the episode of transition. Let's call it that, It'll, where we will take this podcast from being a weekly podcast to being an occasional podcast, and I'll have more to say about that uh, next week. But just prepare yourselves for that. But until then, I've got the rest of my day to to relax, maybe take a nap, uh, eat something. I don't know. It's it's a it's a quiet afternoon that I have off, which I like. So. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you all again next week. A text version of this review will be up on the blog, thelablib.org, along with any relevant links I can think of. If you have anything you want to say or any suggestions you'd like to make, please leave a comment and let me know. If you have a book you would like to recommend, I would be happy to hear it. If you'd like to send me an email, send it to labyrinthlibrary at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give a review on iTunes, become a fan on Facebook, or follow LabLib on Twitter. This podcast is covered by a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, so feel free to share it, but please don't sell it or change it. The music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at www.incompetech.com. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. And until then, keep reading. 